0: What's happening y'all welcome inside the fantasy stock exchange joined again by Edwin Porras our medical expertise here we're going to be talking about some injuries today we're going to be talking about the guys that busted their hammies in training camps the guys that busted their shoulders in training camps all the guys that we're concerned about for injury reasons whether we should buy sell hold drop them whatever we're going to be doing so how you guys doing today. Doing well, doing well. Again, uh, just excited to talk
1: about these players. Let's get the main event here in Dr. Edwin Porras, basically going through these injuries to key prominent fantasy football figures that you guys are going to be looking at to put in your lineup week one or potentially holding. We'll see what uh, Dr. Porras says here.
2: Let's see Let's go. Let's get it, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Anytime. Awesome.
0: As, uh, as Edwin alluded to, we did have him on once before. So if you're curious about guys that um, we're not talking about here that have been previously injured, like Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Stafford, Odell Beckham, we talked about them back in, I don't know, was it June or whatever? So if you want to go back and find that video, wide receivers to avoid and all that stuff. So let's start with the hammy monster because it got a lot of people. Um, Miles Sanders, Devontae Parker, Mike Evans, as reported today, Golden Tate, Daryl Henderson, and Tyreek Hill. All these guys suffered what we... I would assume I guess are all kind of low grade hamstring injuries. It doesn't sound like any of them are like super serious, but if you want to just give your thoughts on like kind of the hamstring factor.
2: Yeah. So I want to talk about the guys that I think matter. And I think the guys that matter when it comes to the hamstring issues is Mike Evans. He is a dude who you look at and you think to yourself, okay, he's coming off of a season from a hamstring injury. He has a history of hamstring injuries before that in 2016, he had a pretty, pretty uh, significant groin injuries. So those are all muscular contractile tissue issues. And he, you also look at the fact that he's 26 or 27. I don't remember. And you know that at that age is the average age that hamstring injuries tend to happen. So you put all that in a pop history, a history of a significant one, and then him being 26 or 27 years old, you just don't love it. You don't love the fact that he's coming off this injury. Um, he he was part, I think he was a par, partial participant. The, the practice sports haven't came out yet. He, he didn't participate today. He didn't participate today, which is it's still early for Sunday games, um, it's still Wednesday. If you get to Thursday and Friday and he doesn't practice, um, you're really starting to to raise those red flags. But at this point, he's sort of a watch. But this was uh, – I mentioned this in my uh, at fantasypoints.com. I mentioned this in my wide receiver t- uh, volatility article back from June or, oh gosh, I think it was May or June, that uh, Mike Evans doesn't come without volatility with him. So this is Obviously, not necessarily uh, predictable, but it was something that was on the table for him.
0: Yeah, and uh, do, do you have any thoughts? Uh, Tyree Kill, by the sounds of it, is actually fine by now because this it, did happen for Tyree Kill a while ago. And I know for a receiver of Tyree Kill's, like um, the way he plays, you like hamstrings would be normally concerning for him. But uh, what about Miles Sanders? Because I know a lot of people are concerned if they picked him at the back end of the first round or the early second round.
2: Miles Sanders is fine. Tyree Kill is fine. Maybe look at later in the season for Tyree Kill specifically. Uh, you might look to him... Uh, as somebody who could have, you know, another recurrence. But Miles Sanders was never not fine. And especially now, so much time has passed since it happened in the first place. Unless it was a grade three off-the-bone tear, he's fine by now.
0: Yep. Okay. And uh, by the sounds of it, by Coach McVay's talk, it sounds like Daryl Henderson's going to be back pretty soon, which is bad news if you own Cam Akers, because they're probably going to go for like a committee <laughs> approach at the beginning of the season. Um, one guy I do definitely want to get in here is a slight labrum tear for Jalen Rager, a rookie receiver that I was, I'm super high on. Yeah. Uh, he's expected to miss four weeks by the timelines that I was able to find uh, from the date of the injury that he had uh, sustained in late August. And um, he was not put on the injury reserved or injury reserve list, which would mean he would miss the first three weeks of the season. I believe Daniel Hunter just got put on it uh, today. So what are your thoughts on uh Reg? Are we going to see him make an impact in his rookie year, at least early on? So the thing about,
2: uh, Rigor and his injury is that it's it doesn't matter whether it's a small tear a medium tear a large tear because it's also subjective um, plus it, everything there's so much that gets lost in the shuffle between communication from medical personnel to a reporter just basically a person who doesn't really necessarily speak the language so I want to I want to make it clear there that we don't know what size the labor of actually is we also don't it also sort of doesn't matter uh, once you dislocate a a shoulder, you can look at it like a golf ball on a golf tee. When the golf tee gets chipped and you're you have the golf ball uh, sitting there, it's easier for it to slide off, right? You can still use it, but it'll it'll potentially slide off. Um, sort of sort of like the like if you set a, a golf ball on a on a you know, the bottom side of a glass, a water glass, the same thing, same concept. Um, if you chip that, it's easier for it to roll off. And the same thing goes for the joint. Now that he's dis- now that he's dislocated, it subluxed it, and part of the labrum, the shelf that protects it and keeps it in the joint has has been damaged. There's the potential. Um, actually about 55% per, uh, chance that he re-dislocates it again. And that's when you really start to, to run into problems, uh, when you might become a, a chronic dislocator, um, like you see with Dalvin Cook. So uh, it's an issue to watch. It's an issue to watch not only for his rookie year, but it's an issue to watch moving forward. I'd be interested to see what's going to happen with Jalen Raygar. If he conti- continues to have issues early on in the season, if it dislocates again, I would not be shocked if, the, if they just went ahead and put him on the IR and gave him surgery.
1: All right. Interesting. Um, Yeah. I mean, everybody knows at this point, the hype going into Jalen regular. So if that's the case, if it's ends up being a chronic issue for him, that's definitely something to monitor down the stretch. And uh, anyways, uh, we're going to segue into the next shoulder injury.
0: Again, a bunch of these shoulder guys and Mike Williams. uh, We we can skip over him. He's not very fantasy relevant. Let's go, let's go to the guys that matter here. Debo Samuel is the one I really want to know about because this one is kind of like uh, the timelines kind of crossing over perfectly with like the start of the season. So, what are your thoughts on, on Debo Samuel? He was first, he was just activated, uh, of course, off the NFI list, um, September 5th. Uh, they apparently expect him back. Called a shot a while, a while ago, too. I remember that. Yeah. So, the thing about uh, Debo
2: Samuel is he was never, it was always going to be the 10 week mark, right? If his rehab went smoothly through 10 weeks, which was August 27th, then there was a pretty good chance that he was going to come back week one. Um, but you have to look at it in, in a few different buckets. The first bucket is what is his short-term prognosis? In the short term, like the first week or even two weeks of the season, he hasn't been fully practicing with the team. So even if he's active, you can't really trust him necessarily just because from a football perspective, he hasn't been integrated himself into that offense quite yet this year. Uh, from a sort of middle, midterm, like let's say the first half of the season, his his risk of re-injury, according to the literature, is about ten percent. So there's still a risk of refracture, even if the bone is healed, even if the CT shows that it's clean, even if the, the patient doesn't have symptoms, those refractures still happen. Um, you also have to look at it in the long term. The long term is the more the further out he gets from surgery without a fracture, the better off he's going to be. So you put all that together in a pot and you sort of look at Debo Samuel as a value. If you got him in drafts beyond the, like the eleventh, twelfth round, who's fallen far? Uh, um, he's even definitely like a the
1: valid. ninth round at the time. Like I was swooping up based off what you told me a month ago go I, I couldn't believe it i mean uh even in the scott fishbowl i got him in like the 11th round and i'm like okay well how's he gonna be okay dr edmund told me he's okay uh, let, let me go with him and that ends up being that it's going to be a great value looking back on it
2: yeah hopefully so hopefully there are a few people that the seven people that listen to me out there uh were able to uh, capitalize <laughs> on that
0: <laughs> i've still been a little hesitant on on debo samuel i just like as a policy of mine i just don't like buying into people with injuries going into the season but like Obviously, I, the, the talk we had with you in uh, June or whatever definitely did shed some light on it. I was, I, he would have been like completely off my board had, I, had we not talked to you, and he kind of just became like, okay, double-digit rounds, I'll look for him. So another guy that was definitely not drafted in the double-digit rounds, and a lot of people, including myself and Danny, really liked this guy's outlook going into the season. That's DeAndre Swift, and then Adrian Peterson ruined him. And, his, and most my assumption is they signed Adrian Peterson because of DeAndre Swift's injury. So I couldn't actually find the the name of the injury that he has. It just, everything I saw says leg injury. His leg, yeah. Yeah, but he's been practicing in a limited capacity. And I believe he returned to full practice today from the report I saw on uh, Fantasy Pros and a couple of Lions sites. Um, so what are your thoughts on Swift? Is 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 he going to be okay by week one? Or is it the Adrian Peterson kind of ruined that anyway? <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is, this is an annoying injury because it's an annoying kind of injury because it's uh, Matt Patricia trying to be a knockoff Bill Belichick and he just doesn't talk about injuries at all, right? So they didn't have to report anything um, to before the season starts. They don't have to report injuries. So they just have like lower leg or whatever leg injury. Yeah. This is kind of weird because DeAndre Swift doesn't necessarily have a history of like soft tissue things from what I remember seeing. Um, and so the fact that he he suffered it it probably if I had to put like a a guess on it because it really would be a guess it would be some sort of soft tissue uh, either either calf hamstring quad type thing simply because those are common in rookies those are common at the beginning of the season and it doesn't seem like it's very very um, it doesn't seem like it's very serious so with all that I would say for week one I would probably shy away from Swift because of all the things that you just mentioned I think that from a season-long perspective, he can still shine, and I don't think that this injury will, will hold him back by the, you know, mid to late weeks of, of fantasy seasons.
1: All right, perfect. Uh, I, I Man, like this is my my guy, so I'm just glad to see that, uh, although there's not much light, like, he's still got a positive outlook, like, overall like later in the year but going into the next guy it's gonna be a guy that uh you know was uh doing individual drills on the side for his groin as reported today that's gonna be uh Uh, another thing just before we get into him real quick
0: i did anyone see the quote from tariq cohen where he said like the media has blown david montgomery's injury out of proportion or something like i actually saw tariq cohen said like oh it's been like a bigger deal in the media than it's been to us for whatever reason i i don't know what that means exactly but that's what he said Yeah, I haven't seen that.
2: I'm I, doing that right now.
1: I just laughed at the uh, doing individual drills with his groin. I'm like, what the heck?
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that does sound funny. I guess. <laughs> I see what you. I see are What you getting at now. Yeah, I think, it does seem a little weird know, to be doing individual drills with the groin.
0: That, the the thing where the guy was like, "Oh, it sounds like me when my when I'm home alone or something." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that. I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs>
2: That's epic. So so the thing about David Montgomery, right? So this happened. I don't even remember this was three, for three weeks ago or so. Yeah. The bare minimum on those are 4 weeks. The fact that he's doing individual drills on the side, that's a long way from playing football, man. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if he played in week 1. I know there have been some reports that that he will play in week 1, but it's go- game time go- decision still. Oh, still game time decision. Yeah, I even mean that's. Is, then, like, I feel like play? he's a long way from that. And even if he does play, I don't know how effective he's going to be. And even if he, is, even if he is effective, I don't know how much volume they'll even decide to give him. So it's going to be a touch and go situation. Um, he's a guy that, for like example, in DF, he's a type of guy that DFS cash games wouldn't take him. Uh, fantasy, right. if you if you like did the zero RB or like anchor RB, late RB, and he's like your RB one. I guess you have no choice, but like I would not, I Lucas. would not love to be in your position because even moving forward, he's going to be a risk because he didn't have surgery to, to, for this four to eight week injury.
0: And it's not like he has some tremendous upside that we've never seen before. Like he was, <laughs> exactly. I called him fantasy oatmeal before this happened. Like he was, <laughs> he's kind of just that guy that was like the volume play substance. in the mid round. So. Yeah. All you right. So a bit of rapid fire ones. These guys, uh, they all kind they of know, sounded. I got one. Oh, okay, more yeah, actually, yeah, the ask about uh... Uh,
1: I really want to ask about Brandon Cooks, a guy that we're going to be, the viewers are going to be seeing later uh, today because you guys are going to be seeing this in the morning. But uh, this released on Thursday morning. What are your thoughts on the Brandon cook situation? I'm not 100 sure what's going on there, but weird,
2: man, because he he practiced and then didn't practice, which you hate to see because that means that he practiced and things got worse. If he he's going to be, it's kind of the same thing, like similar thing as David Montgomery. If he does play. I wonder how effective he'll be. He can still be good. He can still ball out. He just takes one, right? It just takes like one deep ball for a guy like Brandon Cooks. At the same time, his volatility is going to be through the roof because anytime you see a guy go from partial practice to no practice, that's never a good sign. Um, So that's something I'm really worried about. And then just in general, I mean, maybe for the week he's fine, but moving forward, I mean, he's got, he's had five concussions. That's something that you have to really, really consider. So it's not, he's not somebody that I'm targeting for week one. And he's not somebody that I'm targeting later in the season either.
0: My guess is that he's going to be out week one. They got a longer week playing on Thursday night this week. I'd imagine you you hold him out this game, and then he's got 11 days or whatever to to come back for week two. But that makes sense um, to me. Yeah, a couple couple rapid fire guys. These guys all sound like they're okay. Just if you if they're not, just speak up. Travis Kelsey uh, hyperextended his knee, it was limited Tuesday, but he was full on Wednesday. No concern there.
2: Nah, those are pretty vague injuries, and and typically people, guys will sit if there's a game. So, I think he did the same thing last year. I'm not worried about it.
0: Okay. Kenyon Drake was spotted in a walking boot uh, a couple weeks ago, apparently practiced today. Could have practiced a week ago, but apparently he had an illness or something, or else he would have been practicing since last week.
2: Yeah, I'm not too concerned. I think that the, the specifically for the foot, the boot thing, uh, one of our guys over at FantasyPoints.com uh, Literally talked to somebody in the NFL and was like, yeah, the, the boot was like a show. Like it was basically just them being cautious and just giving a veteran time off. So I'm not too concerned with Drake.
0: Okay. And then last one from us, we got Melvin Gordon, apparently had some rib injury or something like that. He was reportedly seen practicing uh, about five days ago on the fourth.
2: Yeah. The thing about those rib injuries is, I mean, they're really on a spectrum. If the cartilage damage isn't significant, then it's a pain tolerance issue And if he hasn't been practicing full contact, then you really worry, like, can you take contact in a game? Another guy that even in the spot, I don't really, I think the, who the Broncos play the, gosh, I just looked at it. it. Who's that? Uh, Yeah. Titans. Titans. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, I don't even know if you would want to, I don't even know if you'd want to take a flyer there in the first
0: place. I want to see what that backfield's like to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Everything they've been saying is like, it could be Philip Lindsay doing Philip Lindsay things and (laughs) beating up veterans that have more, um, uh investment from the front office yeah like right. it's
1: just crazy to me because like i was all in on like melvin gordon at the beginning of the offseason i mean plain and simple i know i say that a lot but uh he signed an eight million dollar year contract he was clearly the superior receiving back and goal line back and then all we're hearing from camp is oh philip is really like making a case for making this at least
0: a 50 50 so it's definitely concerning especially we bet when- on the wrong guy early in yeah. the offseason that's not who you want to bet against is philip Lindsay. so um, whether uh Edwin, before we get out of here, were there any other ones that are screaming to you that we didn't talk about that maybe you like know something that other people don't know about uh that injury and like the general public should be concerned when they're not kind of thing?
2: Um I think that in generally speaking, uh we generally shouldn't overreact to like hamstring injuries early on in the season. Uh Alvin Kamara, the the injection was still a steroid injection. I think people get confused an epidural is not a type of, of chemical injection. An epidural is just the technique it's by the spinal cord next to the spinal cord. That's what epidural means. Um, he still had that. It was likely still a steroid injection. Apparently it's still cleared up for him. So he should be good for now that injection could wear off in two months. And he's not allowed to have an injection except, you know, generally speaking for the general public for, you know, three months. So if we get to week seven or eight, and we're looking at Alvin Kamara like he missed, like he's missing a step like we did last year. Then you really start to be, but he's not nothing on the injury report. Or you see it back on the injury report, then you really start to be, you should, you should start to be concerned and try to sell, in my opinion, um, your your stocks of Alvin Kamara as soon as possible. That's the one piece of advice that I give.
0: Cool. And one thing I just wanted to clear up I don't think they actually did say that Mike Evans was a hamstring injury. I don't think it was 100% confirmed that that's what it oh, was. Oh, really? Yeah, it was soft. The word soft tissue was used, but. As you mentioned, he's had like in the Colts game last year, he was out. He had one play touchdown and he was out with a hamstring injury. Yeah. I it's just him. the type of him. receiver. He's a long <laughs> lanky receiver that runs downfield all the time. Any soft t- tissue injury I would imagine is not good for a player of Mike Evans is like um, the way he's used and same goes for a guy like Tyree kill. So um, yeah, thanks a lot, Edwin. Uh, we're glad to have you on here before the season got kicked off. A couple Appreciate of the people it. in the discord wanted to know, Uh, Some of these uh, some of these players that they drafted, if they're going to be okay. So, if you guys enjoyed this video, make sure you hit the button that looks like this. Comment any of your thoughts down below. Uh, Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Hit the bell icon uh, to get notified anytime we post a video. And go check out Edwin's work at FantasyPoints.com. Guys, it's week one. We got football on tonight, so we don't have to talk about ADP or values or busts or anything like that. We (laughs) tired of that, man. Toe hit the leather. (laughs) Yeah, ready for it,
2: guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Anytime,
1: anytime.
0: Take it easy.